Hello everyone and welcome to episode 67 of Sold with Updike Pew. I'm Jeff Updike. And I'm Weston Pew. And as you can tell, this is a new time slot for us. Yes, it is. I am very excited about this because we hope that we're being able, we're going to be able to join you for lunch today. Yep. So um, Jeff was um, commenting that he's got a friend who has so many lunch boxes that um, he could actually have a lunch box, a different one with every show. Probably so. every week. Who was that? Uh, Brent. Brent. Brent, if you're watching, we know you are. Hook us up. Um, so it's a new year mm -hmm. and, um, it's time for us to talk a little bit about what, um, is already starting to shake up with, uh, in real estate. And yeah, it's really gotten uh, super busy already. I I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I think this is going to be one of the busiest spring seasons that you and I've ever seen. I, I think, um, that that probably is true because we know that 2020, um, being an election year mm -hmm. as well, that that'll have an impact. And I think that more people will rush to the very beginning. Um, you and I already actually have taken photographs of our listings back in, um, two of them back in, uh, the fall mm -hmm. so that when we bring them on in the spring, it'll be a really good set of pictures. Yeah, so. yeah they will. Um, and there's, you know, this, this weekend, uh, I went out with, uh, a, a new client yep. to, to start looking for homes. We found several right away that, I think, you know, had they been, uh, had they been out another two or three times, they probably would have written an offer because, you know, they, they found things quickly that they really, really like. And I love the fact that this is, um, the person that you actually went out with on Saturday mm -hmm. is the son of a client from 25 years ago. Yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. you've done a great job of maintaining your contact with it, them. You know, we, I, I think it's one of the things that we really work hard at, you know, is to, to stay in touch with people because when you're buying or selling a home, it is such a personal decision and it affects so, I mean, it, it's just, it's like we, even when I talked to him the first time, I said, you know, Daniel, I'm, I want us to go out and look together one time because I want you to make sure that you're, that I'm the right guy for you because right. this is such an important decision and I know how important it is that, you know, it's, I, I want you to feel comfortable with it. And yeah. he did. I mean, at the end of the first day, they were like, and we're working with you. So. <laughs> we love that. Yeah, we do love that. We love it. And also now is about the time um, when people have been notified about their homestead exemptions. Well, they it, now is the time that they need to file for their homestead exemptions. If, if you bought a home last year, or let's say that you are one of those people that own a couple of homes and you move from one to the other, mm -hmm. then you need to file your homestead exemption. And it is really, really easy to do. Uh, almost every central appraisal district website has a way to do it electronically. Uh, one of the things I will tell you right now is that the address on your Texas driver's license has to match the property address. And so if you just need to get an address update on your license, you can go online and do that. And it's a really easy process. Uh, if you have to go get your license renewed uh, in order to get that driver's to get the address changed, then um, from what I understand, that's a really uh, challenging project because of the the wait times. But you know, I consistently hear that the the service center in Waxahachie is really worth the you know the extra thirty or forty minute drive down there, thirty or forty minute drive back. Weatherford's the same way. So if you're going through um, that portion of the Metroplex, I know that their lines at the DMV is also relatively yeah. short. Mm -hmm. um, one of the other things that um, we also um, have already started booking guests for next year. Yeah, we have. I think yeah. we've booked about ten um, this month. We'll have Chris Kelly. He was on before. He's the CEO of the company. Yeah, great guy. Yeah. We've been really. Um, he always has a really nice set of insights. Um, you may have caught him. I think he was named as one of the CEOs in D Magazine recently. Mm -hmm. um, so we're really excited about having him on here. He's got a really good presence as well. So it makes interviewing him that much easier. Yeah, and he um, he's really 
I, we I, we have had a great company for 75 years. Mm -hmm. Chris joined a year and a half ago, but it is you know he's really taken our uh, I, I feel like taking our company from you know from being for, from being one of the top ones to going up another level yep. of topness. Yep. So. And it's been exciting. So hopefully we'll have a few more guests. If you know someone that would like to be on the show or you yourself have a really great um, topic that would work for buyers and yeah. sellers, we'd love to hear from you. We would love to. So um, last thing is mm -hmm. this is a really good time for people to, to uh, review their insurance coverage. It is the, um, you know, when, when your insurance policy renews, you're just going to get a copy of it mm -hmm. in the mail. And it's just going to get probably paid by your mortgage company. And it, it is not always at the top of people's mind, but January 1 is a really good time to go review that. And, you know, you can change insurance policies in the middle of a policy, and there's not a financial penalty in most cases, but just make sure that the coverage that you have is adequate for it. We're going into the spring season. We're going into the tornado season. Mm -hmm. it, it's, an, it's an important thing to do right now. And that, you know, insurance is near and dear to my heart. So, Ceci, if you can make a note that we can do a post on that. I think it would be really important. Second segment and talk a little bit today um, about what we saw in 2019. And you and I, for the first time, um, are gonna take a, a retrospective look of this mm -hmm. and talk about 2019 and then how it kind of parlays into what we hope we will see in uh, 2020. And it's funny because my sister is in HR and we've done interviews before and I've called her and I've said, hey, what, you know, what are some good questions or whatnot? or um, reviews that we've done, and it's the start, stop, continue. So we thought it'd be a funny way for us to look at 2019 with a start, stop, and continue. And to take it one step further, what we've done is I didn't share with him mine, and he didn't share his, so we're going to um, unveil them <laughs> today, and we'll see how well we line up, line up on what we think needs to start, stop, and continue. Um, you have anything you want to add on that? No, that's I mean that's I'm really looking forward to this because it's it was funny when we first started talking about doing this. I I wasn't I, I don't know it just didn't quite click with me until <laughs> I actually wrote the words start stop continue down, and then it all just kind of came out. I mean it I had it done in like five minutes because it is very you know it's it's like those are such definitive terms that. And we always talk about how you and I have, we point in different directions, like our strengths. And so it'll be interesting to see what you think is a start, stop, and continue versus what I think is a start, stop, mm -hmm. and continue. Because I think I tried to choose something that wasn't quite as mm -hmm. Weston-y mm -hmm. and see what, what you did. Okay, so. go ahead. Let's go ahead and start with your first one. So my start, um, this is interesting. I'm going to kind of back into this. Um, when we are out with buyers um, and showing houses that have um, been flipped and are brought onto the market, one of the things that we've seen, and uh, to me really is, I get tired of, um, I wanna tell people to start using other colors besides gray. Mm -hmm. And so there's a whole variety of colors out there, and I was kinda wanting to pull in, um, Bear, Sherwin-Williams, and all of the big guys, they actually do colors of the year for interior, exterior, and accent walls. And so they were usually ones that have been tested, and they work, we've actually used them for Daryl and, mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, Bill's house in their front door. Mm -hmm. um, but they've gone a little bit step further. I was able to locate that on Sherwin-Williams. There's an app you can actually download for Android or for Apple, and it's called ColorSnap. And so ColorSnap will actually allow you, it's no cost. You don't have to actually apply any paint to the wall, but it will actually allow you to take a picture of a room and select from any of their colors that they have. You can actually scan match 
a color. Um, and then you can also take, and if you know a code for show names, you can punch that in and it'll change everything. Hmm. So my start is to start using all the other colors that are out there and stop all the, and, uh, and do that. Mm -hmm. So that's my start. Okay. What's yours? My uh, first up, <laughs> I've got I've got five of them actually. Uh, my my first one is for builders to begin figuring out how to address the a more affordable housing project to build. Interesting. And it's you know the it's the the mark. I, when I say affordable housing, I'm I'm talking about uh, you know working class housing. Let's say you know a two hundred to two hundred fifty thousand dollar price point, because that's really I, I, that's really kind of my expectation for starter homes anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, you find something that two to two fifty range, and that's what people are. Um, certainly, not everyone's able to buy, but that's where most buyers are. And I, I, there's got to be a, uh, there has to be an answer somehow of a builder being able to build that price point of home. You know, all, I think most builders we see now build, you know, five hundred thousand dollars on the very low end to you know everything three million dollar specs yeah, exactly and they you know and maybe there is more money in that but um I, you know i don't know there's there, there's got to be a solution on that and i'd really like for there to be a start to that so. that'd be a good one is that your start that's one of my starts yeah very good um so my stop um and oh, this, I've got more stars. Oh, we'll go on with your oh, stars. That's well, all I, my stars. That was your, that that's was your stars. Oh, okay. So, I didn't know it was starts, plural. I just uh, did starts. Oh. Okay, so one of the other starts, and this is really kind of a, a, a continue, but it's, it is, I want to see more of it. And it's that uh, more sellers to do pre-sale inspections on homes. Agreed. It is one of those things that... Best $400 um, you'll spend? It, it really is. And I think that, you know, it... it levels the playing field for everyone because, uh, you know, especially if the seller has lived in that home for 10 or 15 years, there are things that have gone on with that home that they, they, they may not know about. And I think it puts them in a better position to sell the home because they have less surprise in the middle of the transaction that's got to be, you know, there's less of a surprise bridge that's got to be uh, made there. It's um, like getting your test results back from the doctor early versus waiting till you've gone under contract in the option period. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you've got a timetable with when you've got to figure out how much something costs yeah. and you've got to make a response and put a dollar figure on it or uh, commit to making the changes. Whereas if you get ahead of that curve, mm -hmm. golly. Yeah. I, and I think it will, you know, solve a lot of disputes and I, I think it will solve, um, uh, you know, buyers being out so much money in the process of, we had one buyer that, they contracted on what five different houses mm -hmm. and they they terminated on the first four after the inspection because there was so much that was deferred deferred and uh, you know un, not uh, not intentionally undisclosed but just didn't they didn't know yep. and you know had the seller done one inspection up front and been able to give that to the buyer yes we would encourage the buyer to go do their own inspection too but it at least kind of gets everybody a little bit closer together in terms of information. And I think that would be beneficial to, to everybody. And if you think about it in the spring market, when the competition is at its greatest, if you're one of the ones that can stand out and answer a buyer's questions, almost all of them, mm -hmm. they'll be able to make an offer yeah. quicker. Yeah, that's true. That's true. My, uh, my last two stops, which, you know, we talk about all the time is, um, call your lender right away. When you begin the home buying process, you know, we, uh -huh. um, 
uh, you know, we go through this frequently where we, we talk about doing that and we encourage people to do it. And something happens where all of a sudden they found a house they want to make an offer on and they hadn't made that phone call. So you got to kind of light a fire under the lender to, you know, to get that going so they can just have a chance to make an offer. Um, and um, then the, my last start is to start calling for consumers to call their insurance agent as soon as they have a property under contract. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, it used to be that process was like that, and it's not any longer. It's, a, you know, the insurance companies want time to do their research on the home and to see if there have been any previous claims and they're going to run a credit report on you and they're going to, you know, they're, they can't just, oh, we're, we're just going to fill a binder out and send it over to closing. It, it doesn't work that way anymore. So I think we do an entire episode on people not getting that done properly and on time and how it yeah. affects negatively the rest of the transaction and your move in. Yeah. It is ridiculous. Yeah. Start, do your stops. My stop, my stop is really simple. My stop is stop paying someone else's mortgage. Um, this is one of those things where we talk um, so much about first-time home buyers, and you know, first-time home buyers are really probably really concerned with their 401k. Mm -hmm. But it's amazing to me that they're not concerned with building equity mm -hmm. um, and generating um, write-offs. Mm -hmm. And th there are time and time again there are studies, and they come out every year that talks about that home ownership is the beginning of a wealth mechanism, mm -hmm. and it is something that does many things. Um, rent will always go up. A fixed rate mortgage will not go up. Taxes might, but you usually can protest those and maintain those. The other thing too is that you will actually create yourself um, a line of credit. So say something happened in the future and you've been in the home for seven to eight years and it's appreciated, you have a built-in line of credit. Whereas if you're just paying someone else's mortgage, you have none of that um, none of that at your disposal. And last but not least, if you're owning a home, over the long term, you are decreasing your um, DTI, your mm -hmm. debt to income ratio. Because if you think about it, every year, typically, you make more money over last year. Mm -hmm. And if your um, mortgage, ex uh, your living expenses, your housing expenses stay the same, then as that widens and that gap grows, your DTI mm -hmm. goes down. And as your DTI goes down, debt to income is what you're saying. Yes, yeah. debt to income. Typically, what happens is your credit score <clears> does <throat> go up. So that mm -hmm. does make things moving forward, whether you're buying a car or applying for something else, mm -hmm. that much better. The and, and last but not least, like, to beat this to a pulp, I could. <laughs> but um, this is one of the fastest ways to also affect your credit score. So showing a history over and over again mm -hmm. is one of the one of the um, foundations that help so many other avenues. Mm -hmm. And just by paying your rent, it doesn't really make a positive, but it does make a ding when you're late. Yeah, it does. Absolutely. So that's my uh, stop. Stop paying someone else's mortgage. Well, I took a little bit different route on my stops. Okay. You know, it's so funny is, so I feel like in the, so on the starts, I took the more business part of it. You did. And you took the the decorative part uh -huh. or the 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 style that was part. bugging it me it was part. bugging me i needed to get off the chest so you took the stop uh -huh. the business side of the stop uh -huh. which was what my start was and i took the style side of the stop so <laughs> all right i'm just gonna zip through them so stop the barn doors i hate them stop the shiplap stop the monochromatic <laughs> renovations stop choosing upgrades that don't increase value stop <laughs> underestimating classic trends 
stop gallery walls and stop industrial kitchens. Wow. <laughs> you just bam, bam, bam on that one. That's well, good. You know, of everything that I that I see out there, and I'm, you know, this is this is all personal perfect personal um, style design. Um, people, some people still love barn doors, and mm -hmm. you know, if if it's what you like, yeah. that's great. But I've seen a lot of barn door, you know, Chip, and, bad. Chip and Joanna used them one time and you know, they're, they're just like everywhere and they, yeah, they're, they're nice, nice when they're used in the right place, but I'd say you do a pocket door before used. you do a barn door all day I, long. I would agree with that. Yep. Those are really good. And it's so funny that you've picked up on those because I think it's because we're in the market and over and over and over again, we see stuff that just doesn't quite land. Mm -hmm. And I think the biggest one that you said is what was it about using upgrade, using design, choosing, choosing upgrades that don't increase value. That's yeah. so true because I, we see people all the time and we hear buyers say it all the time. They walk in, they're like, that was on sale. So if it was on sale, mm -hmm. don't think that the buyer doesn't know it <laughs> and don't think that it's a value add and that it's all of a sudden worth, you know, five times more. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So do you want to do your continues? Do you want me you do your continue first. Okay, um, I've got, and these these really all are are, are kind of tied together. One of the trends that I that I see that I really want to uh, see continue is the trend toward the community oriented developments. Mm. City Line is the perfect yeah. example of that. Um, you know, you have so much uh, you have so much commercial. Uh, that is gone on out there. It's where the State Farm headquarters are. It's where that big Raytheon facility is, um, and then you have the development like the City Line that the the that's got a Whole Foods and all the restaurants. And you know, we just had lunch there the other day, and it was just that that uh, live live work play formula is working really really well. And I think that uh, you know having that kind of retail food entertainment uh, walkability environment. Uh, is, is really improving our community. Uh, I think it helps cut down on emissions. It, oh yeah, um, you know they they're coupling the many of these around mass transit stations. Uh, they're putting them near trails where you you know you can have access to outdoor facilities. outdoor facilities, and so it, it just it. It, it's it's kind of the the to me the big picture of incorporating sustainability into your entire community. You know, we talk about builders that incorporate sustainability just into their unit by using you know bamboo right. instead of using wood or you know the and I think from a thirty thousand foot level, this really does point towards sustainability and preserving the planet by um, doing those things that allow us to have less of a carbon footprint as humans. I would agree with that. That's a really good one. Well, that's a nice 30,000 foot one. Mm -hmm. um, so my continue is um, continue saving for your down payment. Mm -hmm. um, and with that being said, know that 20% used to be what everyone had to have after the 2008 mm -hmm. and nine and 10. If you didn't have 20%, you were not pretty much, it was not as easy to buy a house any longer. And know that Visiting with a lender as soon as you have decided that you might want to enter is a great thing. Mm -hmm. 
you would go to your doctor and ask them questions about your health. Ask your, your neighbor about what they think you qualify for or asking a website that's actually not getting the full picture is not your best and it's not putting, um, giving you realistic expectations. So visit with a lender, continue saving, but know that there are a lot more programs out there. When I just recently bought a house, um, did not have 20% down, didn't want to pay PMI, and they were able to structure the loan so that it was a 10, 10, 80. And there's a lot of these things out there that are available. Um, lenders that um, Jeremy Radcliffe is a great asset for us. I think we've mm -hmm. probably used and referred him a dozen yeah. times. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, th that would be my continue, continue and explore. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, Jeremy is, and you know, we, we talk about him all the time and you know, Jeremy does not pay to be on our show. He doesn't pay to advertise with right. us. We sincerely and genuinely like to work with him because he does a great job. And um, if uh, we'll we'll get his contact information put into the uh, the show notes today. So if you uh, want to reach out to him, certainly do that. And I think we're going to have him on in a couple of weeks. Yeah, we were going to try to have him on next week and zoom him in, but he will be traveling, so ah. that will not be possible. But okay. we'll get something out there. Yeah. Well, that was a wrap. We hope you enjoyed lunch. I know we did. Yeah. I'm still hungry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for your time today. We've really enjoyed spending it with you. And remember, we want to be your realtors for life.